Previously, on Realms and Nerds, The Vasanoka Adventures. I've been hearing rumors of an evil brewing in Vermoor. I know that you've been wanting to test your skill. See if you really are all that you think you are. Son, I really need you to go out, find out the truth of Vermoor, and bring it back to me. I guess you could call me a changeling. I joined a vessel there in Telos and traveled across under the guise of the lady pirate Gwendolyn. So, are you interested in an eagle today? I'm very interested. To the right of the counter, there is this cage set up, and this black eagle with silver stripes on its back and um, silver on its face with a silver beak flies in through the window and lands in this bird cage. I'll, I'll take her. So when we last left off, you guys were just leaving the town of Tarnak, the border city between Farland and Murdog. We were? Yes, yes. we were. You oh, guys are headed east on the Builder's Road. Uh, do you guys have it? You guys all cleared up all your business in Tarnak, correct? Yeah, I think we did. All right. And no idea. where are you guys headed? I don't know. It's uh, been too long. We want to just keep going on to Lockbar. It's the big city kind of in the center of Murdog. Let's see here. Um, pull, let me pull up my map. It's on the river. Wasn't that what we were kind of going us to? Further Man. east. Yeah, because we were going on the Builder's Road, and that's basically going to take us into Lockmar. Yeah, I say there's yeah. Chugalug, chugalug. Should we may should we maybe do this in character just for posterity's sake? Uh, oh, oh, for of course, sure. Of course. <laughs> Well, my opinion is that we stay on the Builder's Road. There's no reason to deviate until we get into Lockmar. I mean, that's what we were doing. I don't know why you're bringing it up when it's fairly obvious. It's a rather random time to bring it up, but yeah, sure. Sounds like a plan. We're literally already on the road in that direction. You have Alzheimer's, my liege. (laughs) It's not a very nice way to talk to your liege. Ben, I think we may need to do something about that attitude of yours. <laughs> Too much raw fish. A good night's sleep might help. Uh, yeah, so you guys take off. You guys are taking off pretty much first thing in the morning. Chug-a-lug, chug-a-lug. So, you've been on the road for a few hours. It's, uh, getting close to midday, perhaps even a little after, when, as you are riding on the road, you see a figure up ahead of you. Rather tall-looking creature. It definitely doesn't look human. You're not quite sure what it is. And as you walk up, he turns to look at you guys. Hail, friend. Oh, hey there. Greetings and salutations. Oh, thank you. Who might you be? Oh, I'm Ferdy. Okay, um... Hold on, was that Ferdy or Freddy? Ferdy. Okay, that's what I thought. Can I tell what race Ferdy is? I don't know. What is your insight? Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm rolling what does your perception check. tell you? Do you want you insight. want perception? I guess perception or, or insight or insight insight. doesn't really matter. Let's do perception. I guess they're both perception makes really more sense. Uh, thirteen. 
I mean, yeah, you've done enough study. You know that what is Fur standing bulk. in front of you is a furbolg. Oh, did you? Wow, what a call! It. I don't even know what a furbolg is. What does it I'm look like? So, I'm sorry, but Ferdy the furbolg actually is probably why. I'm Ferdy the furbolg. Oh uh, yeah, oh, so uh, good. furbolgs are normally taller in nature. They have uh, big red noses and they're blue. That's all I remember from the so picture. It's bozo. Mm, they were. <laughs> I mean, they don't have big red noses. I mean, Pinkish. they're big ears, kind of a big nose. Ferdy has brown eyes. His skin p- complexion is blue, but kind of like a like a like a stone color. And same with like the way, as you look at it, he almost looks as though his skin is kind of like some kind of a stone. What a size class is that? I believe medium. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Hey, feckin' changelings. Hey, I mean, like, you never know. I haven't had to oh, need to use any of these in session yet, but we'll get, we'll get there. Some someday we'll run into a furbolg tribe that wants to kill us, but then I can pass myself off as one undetected. Good luck with that. Well, it's nice to meet you, friend. What what business do you have along the road? Oh, I don't I don't normally stay on the road. I um I take care of the forest. So what are you doing on the road? Oh, just crossing over, you know? Not really. <laughs> we caught you at the scene of the crime. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, uh, yeah, just just walking across this here road. He well, seems shady. I don't trust him. Oh, let's just walk on by and see what happens. Good, Good, sir. Have you seen anything dangerous or uh, shady-looking along the road? Oh, still don't know much about the road, but I've seen some scary things brewing in the forest. What manner of things? Oh, I I normally pay attention to the trees, but uh, I've noticed some dead animals, and I don't know, not necessarily killed by a beast. But killed by a beast. So, I'd, uh, like to, uh, lean over and, uh, whisper to my bird. Okay. Uh, by the way, I, I named my eagle. Okay. Uh, his name is Cerebro. It's a girl. Or, her name is Cerebro. Okay. Rewind. I'm sorry, did you say Cerebro? No. Cerebro. <clears throat> Get that son. Cerebro. No, Cerebro. Cerebro. With a Z? No. S-R-E-B-R-O. Cerebro. 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 Just let it go. Cerebro. Just let it go, Ben. Just let it <laughs> yes. go. Cerebro. Her name is Cerebro. Cebo. Sweet bro. <laughs> Cerebro is uh, silver in Polish. Cerebro. Oh, All right. so there's an actual ah. meaning behind your dumbness. Cerebro. Cerebro. S-R-E-B-R-O. Cerebro. So, why, um, why Swedish? Cerebro. Not, not Polish. Swedish. Polish. Pol- why Polish? Because he went to Polish. I think it's a cool language. All right. And if I wasn't such a dumb American, I'd probably know more <laughs> Polish. <laughs> but anyways, so I'd like to lean over and uh, whisper to Cerebro, go and take a look around, girl. And then uh, I'm going to kind of hold my arm up so that she can climb from my shoulder to my arm and then just kind of throw her... Uh, <laughs> Skyward. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go on. Did I ever tuck her wings? In I mean, 
I mean, I mean, it's it's a launch, you know. It's not like I'm just like chucking my bird somewhere. <laughs> Air Force One, you are clear launch. <laughs> All right. With, just with this guy telling me that he's seen all these dead animals and stuff, I just am gonna. Send, You're just gonna send your bird send into there and be, to see join what you them. Can see. Okay. Good luck seeing that bird again. Yeah. RJ, are you gonna be this fucking salty the whole session? Maybe. Damn. Right. <laughs> Probably. Um. We'll get back to that later. Okay. So, tell me, friend, where where have you seen these animals? Was it in this area? Oh yeah, I mean. Down west a little bit, and, um, well, I don't really know, uh, how to describe the forest to you. You don't really know anything here, I assume, so... So west, is that back the way we came, near the town? Oh, by their, uh, by their fancy wall they put up, yeah. Interesting. Well, um, well, could I do anything else for you? Well, friend, I think we've kept you long enough. Uh, I will let you get back to your duties tending the forest. A good day to you. Thank you. And uh, right in front of you, he uh, shapeshifts into a deer and runs off into the forest. All right. See you later, Bambi. (laughs) Where's his character sheet? I want to play as him. (laughs) Wait, can that race shapeshift? Uh, I believe they do have natural druidic powers, but he is a druid, so... Okay. Wow, he's a better druid than Ramash. <laughs> don't you kiss my ass? Don't you remember Fairmash? No, I don't. I, remember, I don't Ramash. remember Shut up. <laughs> Well, that was a strange fellow. Indeed. I say we keep pressing on. I like him. Uh, yeah, so you guys uh, keep on going uh, down the road. A little bit later, Cerebro comes back, uh, and in her beak she has a small piece of cloth. Uh, it's black. Uh, it looks like it's it's sticky, and um, upon slight investigation, you can see that it's like it seems to be some kind of wet blood. Now who did that bird attack? I'm going to take the piece of cloth and hand it to Ben. Ben, what do you make of this? It looks like a dark cloth with blood on it. All right, DM, moving on, I guess. Wait, no. You're about as useful as a I don't, I don't know. What am I supposed to make of You're the fucking ranger. Okay. Like, do, like, an insight check or something. Like, you would clearly have more knowledge of this shit than a prince. You're also in a Track forest down. right now, so... Can I do an insight or per... Can I do, yeah, like a... Well, lick the blood. Uh, some Tell sort of check. Kind of animal it was sure, I believe that you get advantage on um, insight... Or, yeah, insight checks for... Uh, maybe. Your uh, region. Don't you? Be like Gimli, stick the blood in your mouth, and tell us it's an orc. <laughs> the only thing I'm seeing is that uh, intelligence or wisdom checks related to terrain have a proficiency bonus doubles the bonus. So if it's if I'm doing some sort of terrain related check, okay, well, that just I have roll a me a, um, so, an insight check. Okay. Yeah, that's a good old four with proficiency. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't have six. proficiency. I'm giving you proficiency. You mean advantage? Yeah. Advantage, advantage is different than proficiency. Hey man, it's whatever. That's a good old eight. Want me to do it? <laughs> Here. Okay, Here. I'll try again. It appears to be a black cloth with red blood on it. Here, I can't make much of it. Here, I'm an expert on blood. I think I don't want to know... 
How? That's, that's actually my like like my following. I'm like a blood. What? Why are we having me do shit instead of the blood dude? Okay, I'll do it. Would I'll, I'll Lou do it. know that in in fiction? I don't know. This dude's a pretty not big jabber. He mouth. did not know this yet. I mean, I know now. So, <laughs> oh here, let me see that. I, I'm kind of an expert on blood. You couldn't have mentioned that before. That's a fourteen. After doing some investigation, Kroll uh, takes a little bit of the blood, uh, tastes it. At first, it comes across like kinda, an animal. Kind of tangy. Um, perhaps some kind of stag or deer, perhaps even a horse. But shortly after, the the, the, the very blood in his mouth tastes just rotten, and it starts to uh, just like not necessarily boil, but it's hot, and it's... Uh, it, it causes Kroll to spit it out. He honestly just can't stand the taste of it anymore. Blah! It's like the worst blood I think I've ever tasted. It's almost like it was decaying in my mouth. I don't know what part of that sentence was the most unsettling. Some part of me thinks we got some kind of a undead thing we're dealing with here. Maybe. That or some kind of a curse. How about an undead curse? That works too. How about we follow your burn, see where this came from? I think that it would probably be good to confront this problem head-on as opposed to continuing down the road. I agree with you, Kroll. Um, so I'm gonna turn to Cerebro again. Alright, girl, can you show us where this came from? She, um, kind of just looks at you and tilts her head to the side. Cerebro, fetch! I guess I'm, uh, I'm gonna take the, the cloth back from Kroll, and I'm gonna hold it up in front of her, and say, um, where can we find this? She's not a bloodhound. <laughs> Again, looks at you, and this time, you can distinctly see her give an eye roll as she grabs this piece of cloth out of your hand and starts flying down the road. All right. I love this bird. <laughs> this bird thinks its owner is a moron. <laughs> ten out of ten would recommend. <laughs> All right, let's follow the bird. I'll let you break it out. All right, um, you guys are following Cerebro for maybe fifteen minutes. She leads you back down the Builder's Road towards Tarnak, uh, and then cuts off into the woods, where probably at thousand yards or so from the road you find a corpse of an animal. It's not Ferdy, is it? No. Okay. I don't want you to kill Ferdy off right away. I mean, it wouldn't be the Realms and Nerds podcast if we didn't kill off great characters. <laughs> this is a good point. I'm gonna do a, um, in like a I guess, where is it? I don't know, an insight Dance check, check on it or something? Um, or what kind of a check would I do to check the corpse? Investigation? I suppose. Well, but there's also, like, survival and a bunch of options. animal handling. Are you investigating the corpse? Sure. Like, what do you want to know about it? I want to know what killed it. Or yeah. some... Give me an investigation. Shit. Okay. Or what it is. Kind of dumps if it wants to. The fuck is it? That's a solid two. Yo, I'm going to investigate this dude. I smell blood. Yeah, that's an 11. Bear in mind. Okay. But... As you guys walk up to this corpse... Uh, ben steps forward. I'm not dead yet. Uh, as Kroll mentioned, uh, it, it is indeed a deer uh, that has is on its side, 
It has three really big claw marks going from under its belly, kind of by where its heart would be, all the way up to its throat. And there also are some, some marks where it looks like the deer was kicking and was like rubbing up to something uh, on its back legs. It seems the deer either put up a fight or was being dragged. I'd, I'm not quite sure exactly which. My ranger skills aren't as great as they used to be, but it for sure was killed through several claw marks. Very deep. Uh, very, very powerful creature that took it down, it appears. So a bear. Possibly. I I can't confirm if it was an animal or a monster. It looks quite monstrous to me. So Lou is actually pretty convinced that some kind of monster did this. So since he's kind of studied some of the old legends, I guess I'd like to roll and see if it, if I can tell if there was like a monster that did this or something. Okay, I guess since you're looking through uh, Lou's memory, let's do a history check for what he knows. Okay. I'm good at these ones. Are you? <laughs> That's a nine. <laughs> Lou is trying to link what he's seeing to perhaps an old legend or a myth of creatures in the area, but... Nothing seems to fit the profile quite right. Can Crawl do a perception check to see if there's anything he can see in the area, maybe? Sure. Doesn't want anyone stalking them when their backs are turned. That is a 19. Uh, yeah, so... Ferdy's there. It's him. He did it. (laughs) Crawl looks around from tree canopy all the way to the floor of the forest, and... As far as he can see, they're not in any apparent danger. He can't see uh, anyone around. Uh, he does see some faint tracks under some leaves leading away from the corpse. It looks as though these were footprints perhaps leading as uh, the animal was being moved to there or as if the attacker was moving up to the animal. Can I tell what the footprints are or do I need to make like an investigation check or something? Uh, yeah, you can make an investigation check. All right. That's an 18. You cannot tell what it is from the footprint. Uh, You see three distinct toe marks, uh, and they look like um, at the the very tip of the foot, it goes in deeper. Perhaps that there's some kind of um, claw or something, but... Not necessarily sure of what it is. It's a human. Uh, uh, well, out of character, I'm guessing Velociraptor? I don't know. That'd be pretty dope. <laughs> it's fucking D&D, not Jurassic Park. There are dinosaurs, have dinosaurs in the Monster in the Manual, book, dude. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm anyway, not a DM. <clears throat> back in. As, uh, a, as a ranger, can I... You mentioned tracks, which... I was already kind of thinking that. Is there a set of... Can I look for, like, a set of tracks for the attacking creature, like, after it left? Uh, leading or past le- the Like, leading, leading away from the corpse after the attack and kind of see if I can track that so we can kind of figure out where the thing went yeah, to confront sure. it. Y'all, what kind of thing am I doing Investigation. here? Investigation. Whoop. 
Oh, that's a four. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're the worst ranger ever. With very little observation, looking past this dead deer, Ben is quite concerned to find that there are no tracks leading away from this animal. The The ground in front of the animal looks completely normal. It, it hasn't been touched. Not a single leaf seems out of place. Gentlemen, there appears to be a problem. Well, what's up? There are no tracks of any sort leading away from this deer. Meaning whatever killed it either... I don't know, levitated and went away, Kroll, or is still here. Crawl's going to take his great sword and bring it down on the corpse. Okay. You don't need to make an attack roll. It's a dead deer. Crawl. Well, I don't know. Crawl, There's Crawl no translating. Crawl, parasite uh, thing inside Crawl the deer. grabs his out. great sword out of its sheath and brings it down on this horse's head, severing it neck from uh, head from body at the neck, uh, and. Now you have a horse head, I guess. Ben, could you please hold off on the dramatics? You're scaring Kroll. I, I, I can't take this tension. I Keep s- me alive. I suppose now we could use that. Also, I thought it was a deer, but I suppose Do now I we horse? Yeah. yeah, now we could use that horse head to scare people that owe us money when they wake up in the morning. <laughs> I don't think that we'll be able to solve this mystery as it is right now. I propose that we go back to the road and be on our way. Agreed. Let's just keep our eyes out, eh? Mm. Uh, yeah, so you guys head back to the Builder's Road and are heading east again towards Lockmark. Also, as we get on the road, um, I'm gonna give uh, Cerebro a, uh, a little note to the captain of the guard of the town. I mean, we were pretty close to the town. Just give her a little note to the captain of the guard. Basically, just tell him what we found, and we think there might be a monster outside the walls, and just send it back to him so he can be on the lookout for that. Okay. Cerebro takes the note and takes off back towards Tarnak. As you guys get back on the road, heading east towards Lockmar, it's starting to get late, and the sun is coming down. You guys see a pretty good campsite up ahead of you, off to the right of the road, to um, stop there for the night, or are you guys going to keep going? Is there a good idea to walk in the middle of the night with that monster out there somewhere? I suppose the better question is, is it a better idea to make us a static target for the creature, should it be around us? Ben, what do you think? I mean... I'm honestly still spooked out by the fact that it didn't leave any tracks. I'm not quite sure what our best game plan is here. Let's let's just keep walking. Well, we have torches, and the road is well marked. It might be better to continue on a little bit and put some more distance between us and whatever creature may be out there. Mm. I agree. I think, possibly, we might need to... uh, have a slight change in the way that we go about resting. Perhaps keep walking through the night and once daybreak enters, get a few hours sleep for those of us that need it. 
Do you really think something so drastic is necessary? I'm not sure what exactly to think. I, I'm just thinking that it's more likely that it would attack during the night. Otherwise, I think that that close to town we would have heard more about it while we were there. Well, future plans can be left in the future. For now, I have, am not feeling particularly tired. Let's take a few more hours through the night before we set up camp. I don't agree with you on this, but fine. All right. Uh, the party moves onward uh, as the sun sets and stars start to come out. You're just in that part of night where the stars are out and the moon is just starting to rise and you can still see the last remnants of sunlight peeking over the horizon when all of a sudden... Up in front of you, you hear some rustling in the woods. I'm going to hold my torch up to try and shed some more light out there. Uh, As soon as you hold your torch up, you actually hear this rustling stop. I don't like this. None of us have dark vision, do we? (laughs) Nope. We're so... We're boned. We're so boned. Good lord. Um, Can I do a perception check to see if I can hear where... Like, pinpoint where it's coming from? Yep. That would be a solid five. It's everywhere. It's everywhere and nowhere at once. Not quite sure of where the sound is coming. You know it's in front of you, but... It came from Ben! God damn it, Ben, would you stop poking through leaves? I'm sorry. I, all I've got is this bag of saltines. I'm hungry. <laughs> what do you think that was, Ben? I don't know. I don't have dark vision. Maybe the creature. <laughs> what kind of a ranger are you? Uh, and as you guys start talking again, you hear this rustling again. Hold. I heard it. Is it still rustling? After- uh, no, after you guys stop talking, you okay? You stop hearing the rustling. So I'm going to, uh, still holding my torch up as high as I can, I'm going to kind of try to sort of swing it over so the light is leaning a little bit away from Ben. I'm going to point at Ben and then kind of motion for him to sort of go, kind of loop off to the side a little bit, and then just start talking in a slightly above normal volume. Well, Kroll, I'm not really sure what to do here. It might be best for us to just uh, turn back. What do you think? I quite agree. That sounds like a wonderful idea. I don't think this thing's anywhere around here. Yeah, no, Ben, ben drew his two long swords when he was kind of skirtsying around. Oh, uh, yeah, so Ben, if you're actually going to be moving kind of up this path away from them, let's roll a stealth check for you. Also, important question, are you getting off of your horse, or are you... Oh, that's right, uh, yeah, horse uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off the horse, because I think that it'd probably be very noticeable going... It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point, but I figured it was worth mentioning. Hallelujah. That's a six. <laughs> so he falls off his horse. <laughs> okay, new name for this for this campaign is the Three Stooges. <laughs> Which one of us is Curly, Larry, and Mo? Um. All right, go ahead. <laughs> As Ben is dismounting Winifred, um, his foot gets stuck in the stirrup, and as yeah, he doesn't fall off or anything, but. Um, as he, as he breaks his foot loose, it's just really loud and he lands on the ground. 
Uh, I have an idea. I'm going to try and sneak off of my horse. You guys keep going forward. And I would like to do a stealth check to sneakily get off of my horse and kind of disappear off the oh. side of the road follow them. All right. Okay. Is this schmuck to know Ben, uh, ben as, scramble as, as, as he says that, I'm going to shift my torch now to the other, because he just whispered that to me. I'm going to shift my torch now to the other, like, over towards Ben. <laughs> Pretend we're having a good look at it. <laughs> ben, Ben, are you all right? I... You really should have taken more riding lessons. You really need to bring to light this unfortunate situation. <laughs> wow. I'm just trying to make sure that you are okay. Yeah, I'll but- be fine once I get back up, up to my horse. Okay. Come on now. All right. All right, Ben's um, back up on his horse the- now. And while he's doing that, I'm doing my stealth check. Oh, hell yeah. It's I, I, have dis- I have disadvantage, so. <laughs> but doesn't make much of a difference because I got a 16. Jeez, and I had a plus three for my stealth. <laughs> yeah, Kroll is able to slip off of Crystal as he crouches down and is stealthily moving up the side uh, of the road. He's dead. And you, you are, don't say. You are. <laughs> you are moving kind of in front of the party, correct? Yeah, and far enough away to try and stay out of the light, just so it doesn't quite see me as easily as it sees them. You know, Unless it stuff. has night vision. <laughs> then you're fucking fucked. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Ben, we were just discussing turning back. What do you think? I, I, this seems too dangerous. I don't want... Yeah, fine. Just... Ben's still flustered over <laughs> tripping over his... Over Is Winifred. Ben or RJ flustered? <laughs> no, that's um, Ben. That's all Ben. <laughs> Alright. As Kroll is sneaking forward... Uh, he's starting to get a good ten yards or so away from both Ben and Lou um, when he looks off to the left and he sees a figure. It's it's shorter and he's not quite sure what it is. He can't make out much of it, but all he hears is oh, and uh, sees this figure <laughs> flush down. It looks like he just walked straight into a, a small boulder that is set up. Uh, in the woods a little ways. As he's doing that, I would like to cast... Where's my spell? I'd like to cast to get the fuck over here. <laughs> hey, that may as well be what it's called. Give me half a second. And get over here! Get over here. Yeah, I'd like to cast Death Grip. Oh, jeez, that's an actual thing. With a range of 40 feet, <laughs> which seizes the essence of the creature within range and pulls it towards me. It has to make a strength saving throw. If it fails, it's pulled up to 40 feet directly towards me. Guess what? What? You can't do that because you never saw him long enough to actually cast Fuck. a spell on him. Fine. Oh, shit, boy. You gotta go hunting this thing down. All right. I start trying to sneak into the woods after him. Okay. Like, Fuck it. Why not? I'm, I'm an undead dragonborn. I ain't scared. Are you alerting us or are we still out on the road doing <laughs> our thing? We're still on the road like a couple of fuckwads. How am I supposed to do this without alerting it that I'm going? Then in? don't. Well, it does seem like it saw you because it went. It like it cut. Oh, and then here. Whoop. my plan <laughs> is if I get caught in a little fight, I will make a shit ton of noise. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's up to you. I just wanted to know if you were letting us know or if we're just still sitting on the road. Nope. I'm going in after okay. this fucker. Ben, perhaps we should uh, at least stop and take stock of the uh, the provisions. I think. I might as well do that now. 
Ben is going to try and get off one for it again. <laughs> All right. Are you just getting off, or are you trying to get off her stealthily? Ah, just getting off her. I mean, okay. We're still, There's we're problem. still, we're, we're handing it off. Dismount your horse, buddy. Good yeah, job. We did it. <laughs> I mean, we're still, we're still under the impression yeah. that he needs us to be loud. So yeah, we're so we're hamming it up, hamming it up, making as much noise as we can here. Okay. And Kroll's gonna try and sneak up on this thing if he can, or sneak towards it. Lou, I don't think we got enough of the ale. I. Th- did we forget it, maybe, back at the hotel? I... The barrel was full when we left. It's it must have been that... Absolutely not full. I... I mean, I didn't drink that much, did I? <laughs> I, mean, secretly, secretly I don't ben know. Drinking on the sly. <laughs> Ben's, Ben's got a little hole <laughs> nicked in the side and a tube going over. <laughs> Bam! We never uh, Alright, so we'll just say right. going forward it's generally more of that. <laughs> Continue with the more. actual action. Kroll slips into the woods, breaks the tree line, uh, is moving quite cautiously when he inches forward and then uh, props himself up behind a small bush as he looks over at the area that he saw this figure. And can't see much like he knew before there's a a boulder right there and there's a small opening in the trees very small i mean a a pocket no bigger than you know five foot radius all right um towards that boulder okay as he gets closer there's no sign of life or of any kind of person being around uh he'd like to examine the boulder let's roll a um a perception check that's uh 15. As Kroll creeps up to this small opening in the boulder, uh, he sees that the area right in front of this boulder seems very well trafficked, as though perhaps many people had come and gone through that area recently. And, um, you know, the dirt is starting to show, or kind of looks, you know, torn up a little bit. And as he looks to the boulder, he sees that there is a small hole in the boulder that leads down at a rather steep angle into the ground. All right. Kroll's going to call out, Hey, boys, come on into the forest. I got something to show you. It's rather strange. Make sure Um, to bring one of them torches. Okay. Yeah, I think Lou's not even... uh, I don't think Lou's going to dismount. He's just going to ride his horse over there. Okay. Yeah, Ben will get back up on Winifred and do that and uh, trot on over. All right, so we're, uh, we're there. Here, look. Look at this boulder. There's a little hole going down there, see? It's kind of a steep slope down, so uh, maybe we should throw a torch down there and see how far down it goes. Ben's going to dismount and start heading down the hole. <laughs> just gets out and starts walking down the hole? It's just like, fuck it, I'm going. I mean, well, okay, he's going to get out a, He's gonna get out his own torch, but then yes. Okay. How small okay. is this hole? Are we able to fit? Yeah, can uh, The hole is? is probably, at its highest point, probably about five feet. Awesome. Uh, so, I mean, you guys are all able to get in there. It's for some of you, it's just, it's more of like a, a small cramped slide down rather than like walking down. I swear to God, if I get stuck in this hole, it's definitely cramped for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm six foot what six or something like that. Fucking dragonborn, two hundred sixty-five uh, pounds. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a solid six feet tall. So. <laughs> I'm a beefy boy. We all gonna be cramped, but Ben's. Well, actually... Hmm. Anyway, 
So we're going down the hole. So you guys are just heading down this hole? Yeah, Carl's going to tie up the horses and then go down the hole. Okay. Oh, here it is. Lewis, 6-4. Okay. Question. Has Cerebro uh, come back yet? She has indeed returned. Okay. Since we're going to this really tight space, I'm going to uh, take her off of my shoulder and let her sit kind of on the pommel of my saddle. Okay. Uh, so she uh, she's going to sit up there and keep Preston company, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Preston. But then, yeah, I guess I'm going to follow old Ben down in the hole. Yeah, so all three of you guys are squeezing your way down this small tunnel. Who went first? Ben. All right, Ben drops out. Or not really drops out. It kind of like opens up into a small room. Ceiling is five and a half, maybe six feet tall. Just enough room! His head is scraping on the ceiling. The the general shape of this room is... Oh, wait! You gotta gonna... explain it? Sorry. Yeah, no, but uh, for the record, Ben is actually in the form of Gwendolyn, who is a sailor. Strictly for the advantage of being shorter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's the only advantage. Yeah, well, for in this situation, she's like a navigator on a ship is kind of what she's most useful for, but he kind of wants to be able to maneuver more freely, so. Um, as Ben enters this room, he changes his form into... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm recounting to when I was going through the oh, tunnel because gosh. I was also tight-squeezed. It doesn't matter. As, when, <laughs> as Gwendolyn comes out of this tunnel into this room, uh, ceiling's about five and a half, maybe six feet. The general shape of the room is octagonal. There is three passages that lead off from this room. There's not much in the room. It really is just chipped away at from the stone, and that's pretty much it. Next enters Kroll, and then following him is Lou. Okay. Yeah, Lou is seriously stupid in here. I guess so Kroll is, is too. Yeah. Six foot six. And I assume by the time that they get down there, they already know that you're now a Gwendolyn. I mean, they've never met Gwendolyn before, but I, I mean, the they hell? know I'm a changeling. What have you done with our changeling, you, you, woman? Shut up, you ninnies, and let's get going. Ow. I'm gonna, <laughs> probably bad. I'm gonna put my, I'm actually gonna put my sword to her throat. Who are you? Uh, she's just going to kind of do this maneuver where she kind of ducks back and down and punches him in the gut. Okay. Let's see how successful she does this. Make it a tap curl. Alright. Plus your strength modifier. Uh, 18. Uh, yeah, that hits. Uh, yeah, so Gwendolyn drops to her knee and punches Lou right in the gut. I don't need to explain who I am, though my name be Gwendolyn. All you need to know is that we need to get moving if we're gonna catch this thing. Crow would like to kick her in the face. Make an attack roll. Okay. Uh, that is um, an 11. No. Um, Crow gets in a stance for a kick and attempts to make an, uh, a kick towards Gwendolyn, but as he does, he finds that 
His tendons in his leg aren't quite as flexible as they used to be when he was alive. <laughs> when he was alive. And, um, There's a lot of click and he falls to he the just, floor. He can't quite get his leg up there. <laughs> God damn it, if I was alive! Are you having trouble, old timer? You have no idea, woman. What have, what have you done with Ben? Oh, that hurt. I am the wimp that you know as Ben. What? Well, at least he admits to it. I'm a changeling, you salty sea prick. Now, like I said, let's get moving or we're going to lose him. I didn't know that changeling abilities was a multiple personality. <laughs> Thing, but. No, but I'm totally glad guess, that he's going this I guess way with this it. The way we're going with it, okay. Uh, it's more fun. I don't want to be really tripping is. over himself, Ben, all the time. Yeah, I know, but I'm just, I'm, I'm like just dreading the day when you pick up the personality of somebody that's like chaotic evil or something. General, like as a general kind of uh, alignment, he's still going to remain lawful neutral. It's just going to lean a little slightly more. In the personality that he has of the person. Alright. <laughs> well, alright then. Not Ben, Ben. <laughs> um, Lou's gonna uh, sheath his uh, longsword, actually, and I'm gonna pull out my two hand axes since we're in tight quarters here. Okay. You happen to be just in time to make this switch, because as the three of you are turning around to look around the room out of the three holes that are in front of you three speeders come crawling out Bakersfield to Nashville the Bristol Sessions to the CMAs Hank Williams to Luke Holmes redheaded stranger to Rocky Mountain High if you love country and also enjoy listening to people discuss some of their favorite music, you might be interested in checking out our podcast, Cedar Country. Each episode, me, RJ, and me, Ray, discuss a topic from the storied history of country music, its artists, songs, albums, events, and landmarks. Not to mention you'll hear some bad jokes from us two country bumpkins. Well, my jokes aren't that bad. Listen! Exactly! Be sure to listen to Cedar Country, available wherever you get podcasts. Howdy folks, RJ here for your Vasanoka Adventures mid-episode 4 break. Hope all is well with you. Personally, I've been a bit busy with moving this month, but I'm pretty much settled in now and ready to get y'all more episodes. Speaking of which, the next episode of Realms and Nerds is our 2020 Halloween special, and I am very excited to share it with you all. We recorded it last weekend, and it was a great time as our Halloween specials always are. And now on to the usual fare. If you like this episode and aren't already subscribed to our podcast, do yourself a favor and hit the subscribe button to get our new episodes when they drop. Our releases alternate between this campaign and our first main campaign, The Return of Ornan, so the episode coming out after the Halloween special is going to be episode 24 of The Return of Ornan, which, if you've never listened to that campaign, there are episodes spanning all the way back to 2018, so you have quite a bit of content. If you're already subscribed to the show, please consider sharing the show with your friends or online with other people you think may like the podcast as well. We really appreciate all your support.
When you're making those or any other posts on social media, don't forget to include the hashtag RealmsNerds, all one word, RealmsNerds, R-E-A-L-M-S-N-E-R-D-S. You can also find us on several social media platforms, including Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all with the username RealmsNerds, spelt the same way as the hashtag. Also, don't forget to check out the other podcasts and the music from this episode's promos. You can find links to their sites in the episode description, as well as links to our Discord and for sharing our podcast, which includes options for several popular podcatchers. Thank you to our friend Kyle for composing our show's main theme, and congratulations to you as well, bud. Thank you as well to our fellow alternate reality radio podcaster Justin from the Lit Gaming Arena podcast for the use of your arrangement of our podcast theme for this campaign. That's all for now. Remember, keep an eye out for our Halloween special out next week. Check out the other podcasts and the music from today's promos. Keep being awesome. And as always, thank you so much for listening to our show. Catch you all next week for our Halloween special. And enjoy the rest of the Vasanoka Adventures, Episode 4. Do you want to know things about video games? How about consumer-oriented reviews, honest opinions, hot takes, and predictions? Well, you're listening to the right ad. Introducing the Lit Gaming Arena Podcast, Season 2. We bring you two episodes every week. Terminal News, which focuses on all the latest gaming news you'll ever need. And the LGA Cast, where we talk about all the games we're playing and the gaming industry in general. And we do not hold back any punches. We also have the occasional wacky guest. So don't miss out. Subscribe to us today. You can find us on our website, lga.gg, and on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever podcast app you use. Again, that's the Lit Gaming Arena podcast at lga.gg. Have you been looking for some new music to listen to? Well, look no further. A couple of friends of mine recently started an alternative indie acoustic band called The Inevitable. Their first album, entitled Force of Habit, is available for purchase or streaming over on Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, and Amazon. Links to the album, as well as The Inevitable's social media accounts, can be found in the podcast episode description. Be sure to go check out Force of Habit, the debut album by alternative indie acoustic duo, the inevitable. We are inevitable, and I will never let you go. And we'll dance together till like we knew we would, and we'll stay together like we need you guys to roll initiative. Ooh, I can do that. <laughs> I'm sure you can. <laughs> Good job. Not well, but I can do it. Okay. What you guys got? I got a 19. Okay. 11. Ah, fucker, that's what I rolled without my additional 14. 14. Good thing my initiative bonus is zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, when she, uh, 
Unlike Ben, who uses the short swords like, you know, a, a normal knight kind of dude, she kind of does that thing where she's got them upside down, because she's cool like that. Upside down blades? Yeah! Ahsoka Tano style. Yeah, Ahsoka Tano style, if we're going to go Ahsoka. there. Ahsoka. First up is going to be Kroll. How close are these skeeters to each other? Uh, This room is no bigger than 20 feet across, probably, max. So, okay, how far are they from us, and how far are they away from each other? They are all, like, three to five feet away from each other, and they're probably 15 feet or so across the room from you. 15 feet? Perfect. I'm going to use my breath weapon, which is a 15-foot cone, so it goes 15 feet across at its furthest length away from me. Okay. So it's going to get all of them. All right. Let's roll some damage. That is 10 cold damage to each of them. Don't they have to... Oh, they. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, they roll um, they, dexterity. It's either... No, constitution saving throws. Right. They have to roll constitution saving throws? Yeah, if they oh, fail, okay. they take cold damage. First one's going to be 11. Nope. 16? Yep. Uh, that's not going to pass. It's 3. <laughs> no. Okay. So two of them take 10 damage. One of them takes 5 damage. Okay. As this icy cone is unleashed from Kroll's mouth, these spiders all are hit with it and uh, seem to get slowed down for a second. You start to see... Um, some ice forming on them, but all three of them break the ice off and continue moving forward towards the three of you. Uh, next up is going to be a steeder, and uh, this one she's going to attack Kroll. Alright. Uh, that's going to be 21. Yeah, that hit me. Alright. And you're going to take seven piercing damage. Okay. Uh, and I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. Bet you do. That's a six. Okay. Let me guess. I'm poisoned. Yep, you're going to take 14 points of poison damage. Right now? Hmm? Oh my god! Okay, Kroll's not looking good at all. I mean, was he ever that good looking to begin with? Better than Ben. Uh, That's a matter of opinion. Next up is going to be Ben. They're all coming forward towards you. Okay, and they're all damaged. Is there anyone damaged they, more than the other? Two of two them were okay. hit with the full extent. I'll go with against one of those with both of my short swords. Okay. Okay, and then the first one is going to be 16 versus AC. That'll hit. And the second one is going to be 14 against AC. Who wins ties? The, the, atta- the whoever rolls the die, so in this case, me. Yeah, that'll hit. So now we know it's AC. <laughs> Wait, what was it's AC, sorry? 14. Oh, that's not so bad. Oh, also, uh, I have an ability that is called Colossus Slayer for Hunter's nice. Prey. Uh, and I it, I don't think it's for anything specific. I think it's against anything. Basically, hitting a creature when they're below their ma- HP max deals an extra 1d8 damage, but only once per turn. There you go. So... Okay. On the, I'll add that to the second attack. Okay. So, so the first attack is going to be five piercing damage, and then the second attack is going to be two damage. <laughs> Seven in total. Man, yeah. That's better than one. Yeah. Okay. 
Next up is going to be another Steeder, and the one that Ben just slashed is going to be coming after him. Her. After her. Uh, that's not gonna hit. Uh, the spider comes crawling up. <laughs> it's like sliding across the floor. Comes crawling up on Ben. Hey! Um, and goes to make a bite attack. Ben's actually able to grab his jaws from closing. I'd like you to roll a strength check. 19. Hot damn. Gwendolyn stops the, the jaws of the spider from closing on her and is able to kind of pull them apart and push this steeder back. Uh, and it's actually going to take two points of damage. You're getting a mite close there, you little bugger. This woman has one hell of a deep voice. Oh, I'm not going to try very hard to pitch it up. <laughs> um, it's too much effort on a day like today. Besides... I'll just be following in Ray's footsteps of never pitching his voice up much. Yeah. People have imaginations. They can fix it in their heads. This third steeder is now running straight at Lou, uh, and it's going to make an attack. It's going to be <laughs> 24 versus Daisy. <laughs> yeah, that's going to do it. These steeders ain't fooling around. As the spider runs up, it grabs... Lou up, and it starts to spin its web around it, and Lou is now stuck in a little cocoon, and uh, the steeder puts it on one of its back legs, and you're just kind of stuck there. <laughs> uh, could you make a um, uh, you make an attack roll, and you can add strength, I guess. Okay. Um. So sixteen. As this. Uh, Spider throws this cocooned Lou up on its back leg. Lou is able to shimmy his hand axe and uh, is able to push it through this cocoon uh, and is able to make a an opening big enough for him to crawl out of. So you have two choices now here. You yeah. can either crawl all the way out and try and fall onto the ground and you're going to be prone, or you can wait here uh, and next turn, you can try and, you know, leverage your position a little bit. Okay. So that did that count as my attack roll then? Yeah. Digging out of there? Okay. Um, is this Steeder aware that I have started to wiggle free from the cocoon? Wiggle, wiggle. You've been wiggling. Uh, Lou's been wiggling pretty hard the whole time, and most of its prey is normally wiggling. It's not necessarily, at this point, hasn't paid much attention to the fact that you Cut okay. Away at it. So I'm just gonna stay. I think where I am and see if I can get a sneak attack on him the next time. Okay. Um, am I still able to do a bonus action after that? I guess it depends on what it is, but yeah, probably. Well, because I have maneuvers I can do with my superiority dice that are like bonus actions. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna do rally, um, which is I can use a bonus action. And expend one superiority dice to bolster the resolve of one of my companions. When I do so, I choose a friendly creature. So I'm going to choose Kroll. This creature gains temporary hit points equal to your superiority die roll plus your charisma modifier. Hell yeah, so Lou. That's uh, six hit points. All right, and Kroll, you are back up. Okay, Kroll's going to take his um, trident. And he's going to try and shove it straight through the jaws of the steeder that's bitten him. Okay. Come on, baby. Papa needs a 20. Oh my god, I rolled a 20! 
You're gonna be a creepy dad. <laughs> the curse. Okay. Type. Roll for damage. Okay. And okay. that he's doing it two-handed. Come on, baby. So from now that on, his new pair of shoes. <laughs> from now on, whenever Ash does a roll with his red D twenty, he has to dock dirty to it to get a good roll. That was that purple one, dude. Is that the purple one? That's the purple one. Oh, okay. Okay, even better. Talk, talk dirty to your purple <laughs> die. Talk, talk per- dirty to the purple oh, yeah, die. Baby, and get a good talk roll. dirty to my purple die. Okay, so it is. Taking um, thirteen piercing damage square through his face. What skater? Fucking face. I mean skater. God, I actually said it wrong on accident. And um, because I'm um, hitting it, I'm going to spend as part of my blood, whatever it's called. Blood thingy, night. Um, it's not called blood, blood ritual. My death aspect is blood, so um, I'm going to use. It's called vampiric blood. Whenever I hit a living creature with my melee attack, I can use a bonus action to spend one of my hit dice to regain health, which I definitely need to do, because I'm down to five hit points with six thingies. Yeah, we'd get you. How are you down to five if I gave you six? I meant without the temporary hit points as part of that. How long do temporary hit points last? Um, Forever! That's a good question. I don't know. They're temporary. Um, I don't know. I'll look it up while he's doing his thing. So yeah, I I just got four hit points, which is better than not a damn thing, and I stabbed this fucking steer through the face, and I don't intend to pull the trident out. Alright, um... I'm trying to keep it at bay, basically, unless it's dead. After Cruel is done reeling from getting bitten, um, he grabs his trident, and, uh, with a nice flurry of blows to distract the spider, he shoves it right under its head and into its belly and kind of after gets it in does you know that nice second shove up and next up is going to be this theater that kroll just completely gutted um it's gonna be a 10 versus ac nope that ain't going to cut it as this spider try is trying to desperately bite at kroll but Kroll still has his trident up and is being able to push it away. Um, next up is going to be Gwendolyn. Did he get the one that, like, tried to attack me that I, like, pushed it back? This is the one that he's got his trident? No, no. Uh, you have no. a different one. Alright, she's gonna uh, go after it with the short swords again. I thought they were long swords. She's, uh, he's got both, and since she's using them, like, upside down, and it's a smaller area. Several reasons why it's going to be the short swords. That's uh, 17 versus AC for the first one. That'll hit. And 9 with the second one. That will not hit. Okay. And since it's a different turn, I'm also going to use the Colossus Slayer again. Okay. So 1D6 and 1D8. So that's going to be 15 points of piercing damage. All right. Um... As Gwendolyn comes at the steeder for another flurry of blows, she goes up with her first, and the steeder blocks it with one of its fangs, but Gwendolyn's able to get her second short sword up under the head and is able to slice the throat of the steeder, and it falls dead in front of her. And you're still not done over there! Next up is the steeder that was coming at Lou. Okay. Uh, it's going to be... Sorry, she was coming at Lou. She is now going to refocus to 
I guess Ben, now that she's just seen, or Gwendolyn, since she just yeah. saw one potato, of the Steeders potato, get killed. Potato, potato. Um, and that's going to be 14 versus AC. Nope. Okay. She tries to make an attack, but Gwendolyn is able to deflect with her swords. Now, next up is going to be Lou, and with your attack, if you are attacking the spider that you're currently on, you do have advantage. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna attack the one that I'm currently on. Okay. So that is uh nineteen. That will hit. Okay. So that's six points of damage. Okay. Um and then I'm gonna use um as a bonus action, I'm gonna do my uh action surge, uh which lets me make a second attack here, and I'm gonna attack with my other Hand axe. You can attack twice with the hand axe, can't you? Just like swords. If he's got one in each hand. I don't think I can. If you've got an axe don't you in have each two hand, of them? you can yeah. attack. You yeah. have two attacks, one separate for each axe. You, and you, you yes. only would add your strength bonus to the damage of the first one if it hits. Okay, so is that just no matter what then I attack with both? Like if I'm holding well, two? I mean, you if, can choose, you, to, yeah, attack you can choose to attack with only one if you want to. But, okay. I mean, I mean, honestly, it'd be pointless to use your action surge because you'd be doing what you can already do unless you, you can make four attacks against it if you want. Sure. Okay. Um, okay, never mind that. I guess I'm not going to use action surge. Ugh. I thought I had to use that to do a second attack, but no. So I guess I'll just attack with the other axe then. Okay. So nine was not going to do it. Nope. So... You know what, I guess I will use Action Surge anyways, since, right. since we're already in this fight. So if I do Action Surge, do I swing both axes again, or is it just one? Yeah, it's. I mean, you can make two per attack. So. Okay. So, yeah, so I'm using my Action Surge here. Okay. Uh, so first axe is eight, so that's not going to do it. Nope. Second one is 22. That'll, That'll do it. All right, roll damage for that second axe. And that's six points of damage on that one. Okay. Uh, as Lou has been sitting in this cocoon, he sees his best course of action, and he leaps from the cocoon and with both hand axes sticks them into the side of this spider, its big, you know, bulging abdomen, and rings them down the side as he slides down to the ground. Dope. And next up is going to be Kroll. All right. Kroll's going to attack the one that he's struggling with, again, with the trident. Okay. If you roll a 20 for me, I will polish you later. I bet you will. <laughs> that is a 16. That will hit. Waller. That is uh, five piercing damage. Okay, next up is the spider, and it's not looking too good, and it looks pretty pissed at Kroll. I'll bet it does. And that's going to be a 14 versus AC. Nope. All right. Uh, next up is going to be Gwendolyn. She's going to go after the fucker that tried to get her. Okay. Both short swords. 15 VAC. That'll hit. And 22 versus AC. That'll hit. I'm also going to use my Colossus Slayer. And that 
We'll always s- hit. <laughs> the second damage roll. So the first damage is five. Okay. And the second damage is, wow, same numbers as last time, uh, 12. 12 damage in total? No, that's for the second roll. Oh, okay. So 17 in total? Uh, I think so. Oh, I already shit. forgot what the first five damage and 12. Was. Yeah, that's 17. <laughs> so 17 points of piercing damage. As soon as Lou drops off this spider, Gwendolyn comes running up towards it, and with both her short swords, slices this one's throat and puts her second uh, sword straight through the steeder's head, and it drops down dead. I see women are always coming to clean up your messes, aren't they, Prince? I had it completely under control. I'm sure you did. Now let's get this last fucker. Next up is Lou. Okay, um, so I'm gonna go after the last, uh, Steeter here. Okay. And I'm gonna swing one of my axes at him here. That is a... Not great, that's a seven. That'll not hit. And then I'm going to forego my second swing and use my bonus action to direct Kroll... To strike the, uh, the steeder. Okay. And is that like a superiority die thing? Yeah, so he is, um, he uses his reaction to make a weapon attack, and then, uh, adds a superiority die to the attack's damage roll. Okay. Oh, I make the, as a reaction? Yes. Yeah. He's commanding you to do it. And I add your superiority die to the roll? Yes, I. Kroll, now! And Kroll swings, or stabs, whatever. What's your superiority die roll? Uh, this, that goes to the damage roll, so I think oh. you just make the attack. Okay, yeah, that's a 21. That'll hit. Okay. So then, I got a 4. I got a total of 7 damage. Lou makes a swing at the Steeter with his hand axe, uh, and then commanding Kroll, Kroll runs over with his great sword, and comes down on the head and the abdomen of this spider, and he doesn't make it all the way lengthwise, but pretty much splits this spider in half. Juicy. Not too shabby, boys. Not too shabby. You there, you look to be uh, not in the best of shapes. Are you able to hear me? Or heal me? She uh, is going to cast Cure Wounds on him. Yay. <laughs> Spellcasting ability wisdom. is wisdom, so... You get three points of health. <laughs> so he sucks as a spellcaster. He sucks as a ranger. What can you do? Fucking kill a bunch of giant-ass spiders. So I, I can't do that. So yeah, I figured this you out. You do that. Um, I, I looked this up. So this is temporary hit points. Um, They're a buffer against damage. So you always lose temporary hit points before you lose your own, your, like, actual hit points. Healing cannot replace temporary hit points, and temporary hit points can exceed your hit point maximum. So if you're already full and I give you temporary hit points that can go above your max, they also cannot, uh, restore to consciousness or stabilize a downed ally. They can still absorb damage if you're downed, however, they can't actually stabilize you if I hit you with them. And then as far as the duration, 
unless the spell says otherwise, which mine does not, um, they last until they're either depleted through combat or you take a long rest. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, you guys just killed these three big steeders, got three corpses in front of you, and behind them are three tunnels. Uh, can I do a perception check to see if I can see where this fucking tiny figure went? Sure. That is a unnatural 20. As far as you can tell, this room, much like in front of the tunnel up on the mainland, it seems pretty well trafficked. A lot of footprints going to all three of the tunnels. And now you have, uh, you know, spider claws all over the place that dug up the dirt as well as blood, and it's a crapshoot. So even a... 20 doesn't give me shit in this tunnel. Okay. So, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Are we even sure that your friend came down here? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he came down here. Almost positive. He went to the boulder and disappeared. Well, then I suppose we had better pick a tunnel, then. I suppose we could always split up. We have three of us and three tunnels. That doesn't seem very wise to me. Why are you scared? Well, if you'd like to go off on your own, by all means, but I tend to find that there's a certain safety in numbers. I feel if I left you two, you'd find yourselves in more trouble. So I may as well stick around. I suppose you're right. Sounds like a backwards way of saying that you agree with me. Kroll starts walking down the left tunnel. Yeah, he's gonna follow Come on, Kroll down the left Come on, fellows, let's go! Why the left? Because no one's choosing a tunnel. She follows silently. (laughs) Yeah, lose down for it. Lose down for fucking anything. Are we gonna light some torches or something? I still have a torch. I brought it down with me. I guess probably dropped it when he drew both his hand axes. And when we were getting webbed. Yeah, so I guess... um, I mean, you can always relight it. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to uh, put away one of my hand axes and pick up the torch so I can carry the torch in one hand and a hand axe in the other. Okay. Yeah, uh, Gwendolyn will pick up the torch that she put down when she took out her short swords. Obviously putting... She's going to put both the short swords away and take out a long sword. Okay. Uh, as you guys are making your way down this tunnel, it still is gradually going down. The ceiling here is uh, definitely taller than the previous tunnel, about the same height as the room you were previously in, so varying somewhere from like five and a half to six feet, you know, not not smooth, you know, going up and down, so sometimes might have to duck and stuff, but um, the tunnel continues on this left path, and then it starts to turn as it goes down, and you turn off towards the right, and it starts to feel like this tunnel's kind of spiraling down further and further into the ground, when finally you open up to a large square room with a metal door off to the far left corner of the room. Uh, It's a rectangular room, probably 60 feet long and 20 feet deep, and Standing in this room is a whole lot of dugars, which are short, 
dwarf-like. Uh, I mean, they are dwarfs. They're underdark dwarves. Correct. Oh, shit. Um, are they friendly, though? That's an excellent question. How about you find out, Not, ge- not generally. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine right, being uh, underdarks. So, we thought, you said there's a lot. How many is a lot? On initial scan, it, it would look 10, maybe 15. Jesus. Okay. Uh, Boys, I don't think this is a fight we can win. Hail and well met, short men. Oh, God, we're screwed. Gw- Gwendolyn, be quiet. What the fuck are you doing? Greeting them. Let the diplomat handle this. You're the diplomat. <laughs> I, I am a prince. We're doomed. Oh, by all means, then, go ahead. Talk your way out of it like you do everything else. Hello, friends. Uh, sorry for the intrusion. Uh, we, we didn't mean to uh, come upon you so suddenly like this. And you stare at a wall of Dugars, <laughs> arms crossed, faces stern, eyes untwitching as they just stare back at you. Listen, we we don't mean any trouble or harm. We're simply investigating reports of uh, a creature that's been terrorizing the woods. We we don't want to hurt you. We're not looking for any trouble here, boys. The one standing in the center kind of seems as though he's in charge, just gives a grunt at your guys' cares for finding this beast. Listen, I'm uh, I'm a very important person. Uh, perhaps we could work something out. I, I don't want there to be any animosity between us. Uh, really, if, if it's any trouble, we can just go. Gwendolyn's leaning over to Kroll. I see diplomacy is working very well. Well, naturally, naturally. Uh, as Lou says that they could simply go, he feels a an odd sensation on his neck. Uh, it's it's not like a blade that he's ever felt before. It feels like pure energy, as though it has some kind of heat and coldness to it, and... Uh, Standing behind him is a Dugar soul blade uh, with a psychonic energy weapon to the throat of Lou. So this guy's got some BDE. (laughs) (laughs) You're not a very important person anymore, are you? Uh, I I beg your pardon. I I didn't mean to be... uh, Assertive, I, uh, uh... Now, why was you looking for these beasts? Well, as a, as a member of the, the royal families, uh, I... Oh! Why was you looking for the beasts? Well, well, I'm, I'm getting to that. Um, as a member of the royal families, I feel like it's our duty to, uh, protect, protect the, uh, the citizens and, uh... Uh, Ye earth dwellers and all of your protection. That's the man who lives on the ground. What was you really looking for? Okay, uh, uh, I thought it would be really cool to kill a monster, okay? <laughs> Aye, we have plenty of monsters here. 
Okay, I mean, I... Look, I just... Uh, I, I want to make my dad proud, okay? And I just... I wanted to go kill some monsters. I... Oh, this is the best day I've had in a long time. You sure know how to make yourself useful, Gwendolyn. Oh, uh, yeah, she's actually going to tap the the Dugar soldier. Dugar? Yeah. Dugar, yeah. On his shoulder and say, Now, if you don't mind, he's my charge. So before you go to him, you have to go to me. Uh, and with that, Gwendolyn is going to get a very strong punch to the head, and she's knocked out. And shortly after, Kroll looks over knocked out, and finally, Lou is knocked out. All three of you are grabbed um, and are being dragged by two Dugars on each side holding an arm, and you guys are nodding in and out of consciousness as you're dragged down to the uh, to the door in the room. Um, you walk out down a long tunnel that leads you into a giant open space. The air becomes thick with uh, both smoke and dust, and you hear the sounds of mining all around you as people are expanding this cavern, and you see people working in shops hammering out different pieces of armor and weaponry. There are giant forges and smokestacks that just have massive amounts of smoke just billowing out of them as you guys are dragged down to the center of this town that there's a, a, a giant column going from floor to ceiling that is uh, a, a huge building that the architecture has just been shaped right out of this giant column. As you make your way in, you are brought straight to a pulley system that brings you up, and you guys are brought all the way up to, it seems to be perhaps the top floors from the amount of time you spent in uh, on this lift and are dragged in front of an elderly Dugar who is sitting atop a stone throne. He is looking out over this whole land. Instead of a window, there's just a, a, a straight you know, like drop-off, essentially. Um, you guys are placed in front of him as he's looking out over this scene and his town. As you get closer and closer, you you guys start to regain consciousness. At this point, you're definitely still dazed, but not knocked out. <laughs> Alright, uh, Lou's gonna stand up and brush his clothes off as best he can, and kind of under his breath, finally, someone I can talk to. Hello, sir. My name is Lou, Lou Westerian. I am the Crown Prince of Farland, and I am very humbled to make your acquaintance. As Lou stands up, two Dugar stone guards that were sitting at, like, the base of the steps leading up to the throne both put their swords down and are at ready. I care little for you, top dwellers. What is your business? What is your business? What are you doing down here, exactly? Mining out this cavern here. My family has lived in these caverns for generations. Well, sounds like a pretty good reason Crow, to be here. Crow, clearly, 
Diplomacy is not a strong point for you. Says the man who got knocked out. You're not much of a diplomat yourself. Well, I, I'm the only one here that's had diplomatic training. I'm tired of your squabbling. I simply would like to know the meaning of you looking down our caverns. Look, uh, sir, we have no business down here. We were simply pursuing a monster that's been terrorizing the the surface above. Um, we thought we had followed it into a hole, and apparently we stumbled into the entrance to your kingdom. We are terribly sorry, of course. Blue, we'll roll a constitution saving throw. Oh, this, <laughs> this is my favorite episode yet. We're all gonna die. Nah. That's uh, 19. Suddenly you hear a voice, not out loud, but in your head. It's very similar to the voice you were just hearing. Boy, I know you did not come here simply in search of monsters. What did your father send you on? His... Crown Prince, he wouldn't just let you leave his kingdom for no reason. Lou is uh, looking around, kind of startled. Um, but then I'm just gonna, I'm in his in his head. He kind of just thinks, "Can you hear me?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> he's actually gonna um take take one of his hands and hold it up to his. His temple, like he's like concentrating really hard in his brain. We are headed to the east to investigate some dark force that is rising there. I I know not what awaits us. I, so you know, only the briefest. I I I'm not sure what I know. Now out loud, he says to Lou. Hell is burning higher and higher every day. The actions of the underworld are taking over this world. If your journey is taking you to the land of Vermor to put stop to this, I will not hold you. Still still in his head, <laughs> Lou goes, What do you know about the goings-on in Vermor? A dark sorcerer has taken hold with help of the goddess Tiamat. What do you mean, Tiamat? Lou looks kind of surprised and then realizes that he's been saying these last few things out loud. The Underdark becomes more and more crowded every day as enemies of our people are spread further and further into the Underdark and onto the surface world. What do you know of Tiamat and her followers in Vermont? I know that Tiamat is up to no good, as she always has been. That's all I can tell you. I have business with her, but first I must eliminate her followers. My, my king, you'll need to excuse him. Uh... He was recently killed, and he's not quite in his right mind. Aye, I see. Well, if you have no other information for us, I will not bother you with our presence any longer. Uh, if you will give us leave to depart, my king. 
Yes. I believe that your presence here is no longer needed. In the future, you should be much wiser walking down a tunnel into the Underdark. My fellow race and those who also live among the Underdark are normally not as forgiving as I am. Thank you, my liege. I will try to keep my companions in line in the future. Uh, you, you two, come now. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn and just start to walk out. Um, as you do, two of the stone guards are going to uh, follow behind you and walk you out. Okay. Are you guys coming with me, or am I leaving alone? <laughs> You're making your grand exit by yourself, you know? For the record, he's not the boss of me. And then she turns and leaves. Now, hold on! I can't just walk out of here and knowing that there's someone who knows something about Tiamat? This is ridiculous! She's gonna walk back and grab him by the wrist and pull him off. No, wait! No! No! That, he knows something about Tiamat! No! You'll you find someone else that knows something about Tiamat. Shut your fucking gab and I, let's go. She... Um, Begrudgingly, Kroll follows. These stone guards walk you back to this lift, and the three of you step on. On this platform, there is also a, uh, a Dugar, Despot, and he's he's missing an arm, and it's been replaced with a, a mechanical metal arm that is, it looks as though it's, it's red hot and teeming with some kind of energy, and uh, he also has, um, from knee down on one of his legs is a like a metal leg. Does he also have a red eye? Do they call him Cyborg? No. So, okay. uh, if anything, he'd be closer to Torbjorn. Oh, okay. Gwendolyn's gonna <laughs> eye him up and down, and then just look at him and say, "Nice appendages." You looking to lose a limb today? I'm always looking for work. No, and if you're wise, you won't ask that again. Just take the compliment when it is given to you. Wise. He looks over at, uh, at Kroll. You looking to lose a body part? <laughs> I got great packages. You don't understand. I can buff your dexterity. You're... I can buff your strength. <laughs> Anything you need. Kroll, Kroll waves his hand in front of him and says, You don't want to give me a package. You don't want to boost my dexterity. I mean, to be fair, Kroll, you are dead. What what would it hurt to, to lose an arm? You know, I already lost my life. I can't, I, I kind of want to keep everything else I have for as long as I can, you know? I think you also lost your dignity somewhere along the road. That, that <laughs> was a long time before I was killed. Don't even get me started on that. Once you guys get to the bottom, a small company of two guards are down there that are there to escort you back to that same rectangular room you guys found yourself in. And once you are into that, brought into that room, um, you guys are all padded down and checked to make sure that you guys didn't pick anything up, that you guys were basically all good to go. Um, and then you guys are left in that room what to do as you please. I have a business card from the guy that wanted to buy limbs. <laughs> <laughs> if Kroll finds a limb missing in the morning, he knows who to go to. Tarney's limb, re limb repaired. <laughs> I'm guessing now we're going to head back to the surface world. We are surface dwellers. Well, that was quite an adventure. 
Ah, uh, we didn't find anything out about Tiamat, though. All we know is she's up to no good in my homeland. Well, I wouldn't say that exactly. We did learn that there is, in fact, more evil than normal spewing out of everywhere, not just that area. I suppose this is true. But if I find one follower of Tiamat, I'll put my trident down his throat. Doing that will require us to get out of here, so why don't we stop gabbing and get out of here? And with that, our three adventurers are making the climb back up to the surface, and we will find out a little bit more about their story next week on The Realms and Nerds! Nerds.